This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a shh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney it's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I hope everybody had a great holiday and a uh, happy new year. Uh, glad to be back with you. Ready to talk some golf. The season is getting ready to start off. This week will be the tournament of champions on the pga tour and that got me thinking about well it got me thinking about all my years uh, coaching on the tour i used to love to go to that tournament geez uh get away from the winter weather and get out there to hawaii uh, it, it happened uh, a few times not uh, not that many times because i think uh, of the years i coached tiger which was six years i think only one year uh, he he played there, but uh, I always wanted him to play there. You know why I wanted him to play there is because one of the things that I always did as a coach is I always studied the uh, statistics. I looked at the statistics. I mean, that's really how I felt like I was going to be judged as a coach. It wasn't so much like uh, you know, did he win? Of course, that. That had, you know, something to do with it. I mean, my years coaching Mark O'Meara, if Mark won a tournament every year, I felt like, okay, this is a, you know, a decent year. He won a tournament. Although if he won a tournament early in the year, 
and then didn't have a great rest of the year, I thought, well, that's, you know, the pressure's kind of on to, to win again, again next year. But more than anything, I looked at the statistics. Now, back in the day, the statistics were, uh, you know, greens and regulation, fairways hit, driving distance. I mean, you know, putting. I mean, putts per round. I mean, the statistics weren't good. Uh, but still, that was all you had to go by, so you, you, you looked at them. And I always thought, okay, you know, if I'm coaching a player and I look at the statistic from when I started coaching them and they're hitting – you know, X amount of greens and regulation, you know, 64% of the greens and regulation. And the next year I'm coaching them and they're hitting 56% of the greens and regulation. I'm pretty much realize that, you know, my days as, as that player's coach are, are going to be limited. Uh, at least I felt like I was on the, on the hot seat for sure. So I always liked Kapalua because they had the biggest greens. The greens are almost like, you know, at least 50% bigger than any of the greens on the PGA Tour. And the fairways, they really don't have any any rough. So I thought, okay, this is great. You start off the year, and whoever it is I was coaching, they're playing there, and I think, okay, they're going to hit every fairway, they're going to have every green, and that's a nice start. So at least for the first whatever amount of time in the season, the first month or so of the season, regardless of how they hit it, their statistics are not going to be awful. Because they're going to pad their statistics at Kapalua because you couldn't miss a green or you couldn't miss a fairway. So you'll see the guys coming out of there with, with uh, great statistics. Okay, now the statistics have changed. And what uh, has happened is is they've got the, the strokes gain statistics, which Mark Brody came up with. And it's a much better way of keeping track of everything. And it, it rates you uh, as you rate based on how you're doing with the the people that you played against in in that tournament or in in each and every tournament so so it's it they're real statistics i mean it, because obviously the, the other way was flawed i mean if you're you know trying to hit a green at uh harbortown with the smallest greens on tour and you're trying to hit a green at Kapalua, it's not the same. If you're trying to drive the ball in the fairway at a U.S. Open versus trying to drive the ball in the fairway at Kapalua, it's, it's, it's clearly not the same. But that's why I always liked uh, Kapalua. Weird, uh, weird reason, I know, but uh, it, it uh, got the season off to a good start statistically. But then when they, when they changed the statistics, okay, none of that, uh, none of that mattered. Now, they've got uh, uh, 40... Uh, what do they have? Forty-four players were eligible to play. I think at the uh, uh, Cap uh, this year at the Century Tournament of Champions, and pretty much everybody is uh, is coming in. I think it was forty-five players were eligible, and there's going to be forty-two players in the field, which is the biggest field they've ever had. And because of the COVID deal, what they've done is they. Usually, it's a, it's a, was a tournament of champions back in the day, and, and that's you know what it was what it's been called forever. But uh, because of the COVID crisis, and there wasn't as many tournaments, they thought, okay, we're going to have a, like a twelve person field or something, or 12, fifteen person field, and that's not going to be very good. So what we're going to do is we're going to invite everybody that finished in the top thirty in the FedEx Cup points list plus whoever won a tournament. So that's why the field's bigger this year. It's probably a better idea anyways, a better field. They've mulled 
uh, over the years, different different formats to, to get the feel better because a lot of players would skip out and not play that tournament. I mean, you know, like I said, Tiger played it one time in the six years that I was coached. I mean, and he was obviously eligible every time, but he, he, he elected not to play. Uh, but uh, this year, uh, pretty much everybody's there. Uh, Jim Herman is out because uh, of COVID. And uh, he was a winner at the Wyndham Championship back in August. So he he's he's missing. Rory has opted out, and so has uh, Terrell Hatton. Uh, so you got uh, you know two European players. Although Rory, you know, is based here in the United States, but uh, for whatever reason, doesn't want to go to Hawaii. I don't blame him. You live in Florida; it's a long trip to Hawaii. But I uh, would love to see him play that golf course, obviously. Uh, but um, not uh, not happening this year for Rory. And so I'm going to get into that uh, the uh, Tournament of Champions more as the the week goes on. Uh, but what I want to do is I want to have a little bit of a, a rundown of how the year finished in terms of the world rankings. Uh, the uh, uh, top 10 in particular, I want to talk about that. So we're going to do that next uh, when we come back on the Hank Any Podcast. Let me remind everybody to get your Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. If you got some aches and pains, I've got some. I know everybody does. I mean, you got something that hurts you. Knees, ankle, I don't know, back, hip. Uh, maybe you got a tension headache. This uh, product's great for that. I've been I'm sore. I've been I've been ice skating with my uh, seven year old son Henry during the uh, Christmas break, and I gotta admit uh, it's got me a little bit sore. So I rub on the Voodoo Pain Relief Cream, and I'm good to go. You can try it for free. Just go to VoodooPainRelief.com. Free two week supply right there, right on the front page. If you haven't tried it, you're missing out. Uh, it's a free offer. So uh, Go there and and check it out. All right, we'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to talk about the top 10 players in the world as uh, the season or year came to the end. Because I still go by the, the end of the calendar year, even though, of course, the PGA Tour is all uh, jacked up with the way they do their uh, season. It seems like it doesn't have a start or a, or a, a stop. But uh, I, I go by the, the end of the year, especially with the, with the world rankings and, and how they, they end up. And by the way, there's eight of the top 10 players are playing at uh, Kapalua for the Century Tournament of Champions uh, starting this week. So, so that's a great field. And, I, and if you listen to me, you know I like I like the tournaments with the good fields. I, I would uh, personally like less tournaments, better fields. I think most people would. I, I think the people that wouldn't are people that are uh, fighting for spots on the PGA Tour. But I think other uh, other people and people that watch would like to see uh, better fields, better. Uh, you know, competition. That that's what that's what I'd like to see. But the only two players that are missing are Roy McIlroy and Terrell Hatton. Terrell Hatton finished the year tenth in the uh, world ranking, so he he came on strong. Uh, and I'm studying through all of this uh, world ranking stuff. And and you remember? I don't know if you remember. If you if you this is taking into consideration, you must have listened to all my podcasts, but. At the uh, end of last year or beginning of, of last year, I said, okay, here's what happens in the world golf rankings. For the last, like, five years, the average is that four and a half players would drop out of the top ten each year. That's the average. Okay, uh, so so you look at the th- at the top ten, and you know like like the top ten to end the season last year was uh, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, uh, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Bryson DeChambeau, Webb Simpson, Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, uh, Patrick Cantley, and Terrell Hatton. 
Okay, those were the guys that 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 made it made it through the year and finished the year inside the top ten. All right, now uh, what ha- what I said was going to happen last year. I said, okay, there's probably going to be, and I said, this is, the average is four and a half. I said there's going to be four players. So you can go back and check the tape uh, that drop out of the top ten. I didn't I didn't know exactly know who. But uh, it, it just happens. This is you know because because you you go through the list that I just read off and and you know they're they're all great players. You know you think well there's no way Justin Thomas is going to be out of the top ten. There's no way John Rahm's going to be out of the top ten at the end of the year. There's no way Justin Thomas is Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, John Rahm. No way. Uh, Rory McIlroy. No way. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau. I mean I can't think you you would think that he's going to be out of the top ten by the end of. Uh, you know, this calendar year that we just started. Um, you know, okay, so now you got to look, you think, okay, well, who is it going to be? I mean, Webb Simpson, Kyle Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantley, Terrell Hatton are the are the uh, most likely candidates of guys that will drop out. Last year, this is what happened. Uh, Tiger was sixth, and he went from sixth to 41st on the world ranking. That's where he uh, currently is as the, as the uh, new year starts. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood went from 10th to 17th. Kepka went from 1st to 12th. Now, of course, he was injured and didn't play a lot, but that's just what happened. Uh, Justin Rose went from 8th to 35th. I, I mean, and, and I think when people looked at this last year, they think, well, there's no way Tiger's going to be outside the top 10. And everybody was high on uh, uh, Fleetwood. And Kepka was number one in the world, and Justin Rose is seems like a, a pretty solid top ten player, and he, he's fallen all the way to thirty fifth. So what's going to happen this year? I mean, who if the average is four and a half, and it's just slightly under that now because only four players dropped out last year, but let's just call it four. Uh, who are the four players that you think, we think, I think? are going to drop out of the top 10 this year by, by their play. Uh, and, you know, but so, some of it might be they just drop, drop like one spot. I mean, I, you know, that might not mean they're, they're, they're falling off the face of the earth, although that did hap- pretty much happen this year. I mean, uh, Tiger from 6th to 41st and Justin Rose from 8th to 35th, that's a pretty, pretty big drop. So wh- who's going who's gonna to drop out? You know, Hatton just snuck in the top ten, so I think you know most people would would say that uh, you know he he might have a chance to drop out. Uh, Cantley's at nine, uh, Shoffley's at at eight. You know, Shoffley's a pretty solid player though. Now he, you know he he didn't win last year, but he's a solid player. Morikawa, I mean, he's an up and comer. I don't think he's dropping out. Webb Simpson's at six, and he's played very 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 well. So now you start looking, and you think, okay, but, you know who 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 do you think's going to be the the guys that drop out somebody will it's just the way it is uh, somebody will maybe maybe somebody in the top five will, will have a fall i i don't see that uh dustin johnson john rahm justin thomas uh, roy mcroy bryson dechambeau i just don't see any of those guys falling out of the top 10 so if there's movement it'll come from six through ten the last five and who knows, maybe it'll be two of them, three of them, four of them, maybe all five of them. It's just kind of the way it is on the PGA Tour. And somebody's going to drop out. And you can look at it and you can say, you know, there's no way. Those guys are so good. They're not going to, you know. But uh, <laughs> they will because it, it happens every year. 
It's just, you know, it could be anomaly. Could be, could be this year. This could be the year the top 10 doesn't change. Or maybe only one player drops out. Likelihood of that is not great. The likelihood is, is that there's, there's going to be change. And so I'll give you uh, my little uh, prediction on what the changes might be uh, when, we, uh, when we come back. Uh, if you haven't signed up for my instructional emails, uh, they're going out on a daily basis. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is go to HaneyUniversity.com. Go there and check it out. We've got some great offers on there as well, but this offer is the free one, free instructional uh, emails. Uh, they'll come right to your inbox every day, so go there and check it out, HaneyUniversity.com. We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Oh, 
talking about the players who went out. I, I told you Tiger went out uh, the top 10 uh, at the end of this year. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood out, Kepka out, Justin Rose out. The four players that went in were, I talked about Terrell Hatton, but it was Webb Simpson. He went from 11th to 6th. Bryson DeChambeau, 14th to 5th. And Colin Morikawa, uh, 65th to 7th. So those were the uh, the players that uh, moved into the top 10. Those those guys all obviously had had very, very good years. So who are the guys, if, if let's say there's five guys that potentially could move out of the top 10 uh, next year, this year, the year we're, we're starting at Kapalua, because that's the, the start of the calendar year for the world golf rankings. Okay, who are my top picks to move back in? Well, uh, I think top of my list is Patrick Reed. He's 11th, so obviously he's only got one spot to go. And I just, I, I like the way Patrick Reed grinds it out. I like, obviously, his short game. I like the fact that he competes uh, as, as hard as anybody on the PGA Tour and grinds it out for those, those points. Uh, he th- I've said this many times. The, the biggest thing that Patrick Reed has going for him is that Patrick Reed really thinks he's supposed to win. Now, now his, his statistics don't necessarily say that, especially his ball striking statistic. But having said that, he has been improving. Uh, last year he finished, uh, and this is a key statistic that I look at, strokes gained, T degree. These are the statistics that I put down on my sheet right here. This is this is what I look at. Strokes gained T to green. Strokes gained off the T, which is a combination of, of distance and fairways, fairways hit. Uh, and and what kind of advantage you gain over your your uh playing competitors in, in each tournament. Strokes gained approach shot to the green, which is pretty much your iron shots. Strokes gained around the green, your short game, strokes gained putting. Then I look at three-putt avoidance. I, I don't like three-putts. I don't like players that give away a lot of shots on, on the green putting-wise. I know other people don't think that's that important a statistic. I think it's a hugely important statistic. And it, and by the way, for amateur golfers, it's like put that at, at like number two on your list. Number one on your list would be uh, penalty shots. Number two on your list is uh, three-putt avoidance. And number three on, on your list, if you're an amateur, is uh, eliminating the two chips. Remember, those are the three keys to golf, eliminating penalty shots, three putts, and two chips. Two chips, two pitches, two sand shots. Those are the keys. But for the pros, uh, tee to green, off the tee, approach the green, uh, iron play, around the green, short game, putting, uh, three putt avoidance, distance, driving distance, uh, 50 to 125 yards. Another big category I look at because if distance is important, which it is, everybody knows. I mean, all the betters will tell you that probably the most important thing they look at is is the, the driving statistic. And uh, if that's important, and that's a big, you know, the strokes gained driving, and that's that's a combination of distance and accuracy, and distance over overwhelmingly the most important part, uh, probably two to one. So I mean, you, you got to factor factor that in there. I, w- I want somebody that's long and, and can find their ball. That's what you want. I don't care about the fairways hit. I want it long and can find their ball. 
miss it on the right side, miss it so you can find it, avoid the penalty shots. If you're long and you do that, I mean, all you have to do is look back at the U.S. Open, Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, he didn't hit a lot of fairways, but he's missing it in the right place. Uh, you know, no, there aren't any penalty shots on that golf course, so that that made it a little easier to to work through that one statistic I look at. But those are the things I look at. But the 50 to 125 yards is your wedge plane. If you're driving a long way, you got to be able to wedge it. Wedge it in there, and then you have a chance to make a bird. Those are the shots that you have a chance to get it inside of 15 feet where you've got a real makeable opportunity to make a birdie. If you're hitting it at, at 30 feet or 35 feet or 38 feet or 42 feet, it doesn't really matter. You're going to make about the same percentage of those putts. Yeah, for it's not it's it's negligible the difference between thirty five feet and forty five feet, but when you get inside of fifteen feet, now you got you have birdie opportunities. That's why I look at the fifty to one hundred twenty five yards as a is a big statistic. And of course, everybody you know hears that when you watch on TV or you listen on the radio and you listen to the tournaments. They talk about you know Dustin Johnson and his wedge play and how that's improved and so on and so forth. But that's something that you, that you have to get. So anyway, I was back on Patrick Reed, one of my guys I think that can move into the top 10. I'm, I'm going under the fact that he he's a very good player around the green. He's an excellent putter. Uh, 12th in putting last year, 17th in three-putt avoidance. Now, the 12th is the best he's been in his career in putting, but he's, he's, a, he's on a Constant level of improvement, which you got you look at and you think, okay, you know, this maybe is an anomaly. This is this is something that just keeps happening. So I'll look at that and I'll say, hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, but I like the fact he doesn't three putt a lot. I like that, and so that's a big thing. He's good around the greens, twenty uh, first around the greens. You know, people that watch him think his short game is phenomenal. I think it is. It's just uh, very, very solid. He's good with his wedges, 50, 59th from 50 to 125 yards. That's pretty good. Uh, where he struggles is his ball striking. He's just not at the top echelon in, in terms of, of, of that, but he has improved. Uh, 39th in 2019 and 26th in 2020. If he could get that ball striking with the rest of his game to be a top 15 ball striker, uh, Patrick Reed can can definitely make some noise. Now, I'm, I'm here's what I'm betting on. Uh, I've heard he's working with David Ledbetter, and I believe in David Ledbetter's ability to help players because he's done it his whole career, and I believe that there's going to be a, a – uh, some positive changes with Patrick Reed, and it doesn't take a lot because he's right. He's right there. He's knock, knocking on the door now. You, you know, when when you talk about the top ten in the world, you're usually looking at players that are really good ball strikers. Uh, for instance, last year Justin Thomas, number one strokes gained tee to green. Uh, Colin Morikawa, number five strokes gained tee to green. Rory McIlroy, number six strokes gained tee to green. Uh, Dustin Johnson had an off year, uh, but ninth strokes gained tee to green. Still pretty darn good. Um, DeChambeau, 19th strokes gained tee to green, but he coupled that with number one uh, strokes gained off the tee. If he improves his wedge play, you know he'll be right there. John Rahm, uh, third strokes gained tee to green. Uh, Xander Shoffley, seventh strokes gained tee to green. I mean, just... You know, these are all these are all the guys that are in the that are in the top ten. 
and uh, it's 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 pretty simple. I mean, if you if you're uh, gonna be in the top ten, you pretty much need to be in 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 that uh, that category. Top ten strokes gained tee to green. It's just uh, something that you look at, and it it kind of kind of goes goes that way, and it it, it pretty much is 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 uh, year in and year out stuff. All right, who else could who else could could pop in there? Uh, you can't. Uh, you you can't count out Brooks Kepka uh, for sure. I mean, you can't count out, out Brooks Kepka because you know he's such a big game player. I mean, all he's got to do is is hop up there and win a major, which you know somehow he's shown that he can do all the time. And you know he didn't last year, but he was competitive right there. I mean, he had a chance at the PGA, and if he does that, you know that that'll be enough to put him put him in the in the top ten. So Kepka, you got got to look at. Although here's the thing with Kepka. Brooks Kapka last year was 30th strokes gained tee to green. Uh, he was 102nd around the green. He was 144th in putting and 139th in three-putt avoidance. So when I'm looking at this, I'm saying, well, you got you can't leave Kepka out of the equation because he could do it at a major. I mean, that's where he has to do it. He's got to ri- rise to the occasion because statistically – you you can't look at you can't look at Kepka's statistics and say, you know he he's a he's a top ten player. I mean they just that's not what the statistics say. I mean they just don't. Now winning is winning, and winning major championships is really winning. That really means something. So you know who who knows he he he, he could he could do it. Uh, other players that uh, uh, look at. Uh, let me go to a guy that had. A very very good year last year, kind of made a, a comeback year. Uh, actually, one of the better players last year, ranked thirteenth in the world at, at year's end, and that is Daniel Berger. All right, so let's look at Daniel Berger's key statistic here. Uh, good putter, seventeenth uh, last year, but fifteenth uh, strokes gained tee to green. Okay, right there, uh, knocking on the door of the top ten. A year before 68th, year before 53rd, a year before that 31st, a year before that 31st, year before that 30th. Okay, so so he's he's a top 30 ball striker, T to green, but he's not a top 10 ball striker, T to green, but. He did have his best year ball striking last year. So now what does that mean? Does that mean he's he's con- going to continue to improve? Or does that mean that was a little bit of, uh, you know, an abnormal year and he's going to go back to being a top 30 ball striker? If he's going to make it to the top 10, either he's going to have to have a couple good weeks and win a, a couple tournaments or win the right tournament, or he's going to have to get that ball striking uh, to continue to improve like it like it did yes, last year. Okay, that's the that's the deal with him. All right, uh, let's go to uh, another guy who could nudge his way into the top ten, and that is uh, Victor Hovland, who is 14th on the World Golf Ranking list. Okay, let's let's take a look at Victor Hovland. Okay, Hovland's one of these young players that everybody's re- really really high on. He's won two times. He, uh, what did he win at? He, he won uh, Mayakoba, and then he won uh, Puerto Rico uh, last year. Okay, so these are two. Puerto Rico's an opposite field event, weak field. 
uh, Mayakoba's a, a wraparound event, a relatively weak field there too. Okay, so it's a win. A win's a win. You got to give them credit for that. Winning on the PGA Tour is awesome. But it's not, you know, I always used to think, okay, there, you know, when I, when I was coaching, and especially when I was coaching Tiger, I thought, okay, there's tournaments that Tiger plays. There's majors, and that's everybody's playing. Then there's tournaments that Tiger's playing in, okay? And then there's, uh, well, tournaments that Tiger's playing in that are, World Golf Championship events. I thought, okay, those are big tournaments because those are great fields. Then there's tournaments that the next would come, just tournament the Tigers playing in, regardless of the field. If you ever beat Tiger, it was a, it was an incredible accomplishment. And then you have tournaments where, uh, you know, it's just a, a regular PGA Tour event. Okay, and then you've got opposite field PGA Tour events where where all the top players are playing somewhere. And the other players, you know, are, are now playing in this opposite field event. So, so that, you know, you're, you're missing the top 100 players or whatever. You know, that's another level. And then now you got the wraparound season, which is, you know, fits somewhere in between that, you know, uh, nobody's there and, uh, you know, it's an opposite field event. Kind of, you know, those are the, those were the levels of tournaments. But, but hey, winning a tournament on the PGA Tour is great. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. It's just so when you analyze players, you say this guy's going to be great. He's already won two times. Well, yeah, he has. But uh, you know, Colin Morikawa, uh, you know, is is somebody you look at and you say, okay, he's won three times. But one of them was at you know Nicholas's course. Uh, you know, Mirafield is the the, the uh, tournament before the Memorial, so they called it the Workday last year. And then you've got you know he won the PGA. That's just that's a little different. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just saying, okay. So, uh, but Hovland's a good ball striker. Everybody talks about his iron play. Seventh last year, uh, approach shot to the green. Twentieth, uh, tee to green, and 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 a lot of that's because of I think because of the distance. He's seventy seventh in distance. So, is somebody that's seventy seventh in distance going to be a top five player on tour? In all likelihood, no. I mean, that's when you look at the guys that, that look at the top five players, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, uh, Justin Thomas, Rory McRoy, and Bryson DeChambeau. I, I mean, all of them flat send it. I mean, send it. And it's going. It is, it is gone. Okay, so, so can a player who's 77th in distance, which, which you know, is like uh, Hovland, Patrick Reed, can, can they – can they sneak their way into the you know bottom half of the top ten? Could happen. Uh, Victor Hovland needs to putt better. He's 115th last year in putting, and that's you know and he and he and he also you know is tends to to uh, not be awesome around the greens. 168th around the greens. So, so you look at him. All you people say, "Oh, he's going to be going to be great." I mean, they say the same thing about uh, Matthew Wolf. I mean, you know, it's, and Matthew Wolf has shown up in some big moments now. He's only won one time. He won at, uh, you know, Minnesota, the 3M, which Minnesota Tim thinks is a major, uh, but it's, it's, it's a, you know, another, and it was when he won a, a weak field event, but still a win's a win first year on tour. Uh, it's, it's, it's good stuff. No doubt about it. But I mean, I think more impressive was what he did last year at the U S open when he didn't uh, back down at all. And uh, finished second there. Uh, obviously, DeChambeau uh, just uh, 
lit it up, but uh, Wolf was was good. He was tough. But but does he have the game? Does he have the game to uh, you know find his way in into the top ten? Let's take a look at that. Now I'm making the assumption that these young guys are going to improve. I mean, there's no no doubt about about that. But how much can you improve in one year? Uh, last year, Matthew Wolf was 62nd strokes gained tee to green. He was 74th in putting. Okay, that's not. You don't. You don't get to. Okay, you could win the right major. You could be opportunistic. You can do that. But just you know, if everything just kind of goes like it usually goes, those statistics do not get you to the top ten in the world. They just. They just don't. Now he can improve. He's. He's young. He's going to improve. I mean, his statistics will get better. There's no. I don't. I have no doubt about that. You know, he gets good coaching. He's. Uh, you know, he's. He's. He's going to. Going to get better. But it, it's probably going to happen over over time. So who's going to be the surprise? I mean, you know, who's who's going to be the surprise? You've got really good ball strikers that are lodged into the, the top 10. Morikawa, great iron player. Webb Simpson, great iron player. Uh, Shoffley, uh, top 10 uh, strokes gained tee to green. Cantley, another one, uh, really, really good iron player. You know, who knows? Maybe this year will be the year when uh, that top 10 pretty much uh, stays like it is. Or, you know, somebody will win a couple events and sneak back up there. But I think those would be my my guys that I would look at. Uh, first on my list is Patrick Reed. I, I'm expecting big things out of Patrick Reed this year. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, uh, having said that, Kapalua is not necessarily a Patrick Reed kind of course because it's a bomber course. Uh, farther you hit it, and you look. All you got to do is look at uh, Dustin Johnson's record there, and and, and see that. Uh, you know he's he's been incredible there. But we'll see. We'll see how the the, the season goes on. We got a lot to talk about. I want, I'm going to uh, do some more analysis of last year and some previews uh, for this year on the PGA Tour. I've been studying up while I've had my uh, Christmas New Year's break, and I got a lot of. Uh, stats and, and uh, information for you if you uh, love to follow the PGA Tour like like me. I uh, hope everybody has a great day. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy. Go to Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. Get your free two-week supply. Go to uh, Haney University. Get your free instructional uh, emails sent to your email box. Check all that out. And uh, most importantly, hit the follow button. If you haven't already done that, follow us on iHeartRadio. Uh, where you, or wherever you get your podcasts so that we'll show up every day with the Hank Kenny Podcast. I uh, hope everybody has a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. 
You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.